Welcome back. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Joff. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hey there. And me, Paul, playing the random, no-name purveyor of quality chamber pots. So nice, you'll display them on your windowsill, and so big, they'll hold a double deuce. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fancy. I started looking on Amazon for a nice chamber pot after that game. Oh my gosh. Well, every, every time I keep I keep thinking of strong bad saying double deuce. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. So I recently had a birthday and my favorite gift so far is the bidet toilet seat ext- thing that I got. Was really? It, was this like Hello Tushy or whatever? No, no, it's a uh, probably a much cheaper brand. That sounds like the worst form of Hello Kitty thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. nice. Awesome. I just watched the wish dragon with my kids and uh, there's a scene where the dragon drinks from the bidet squirting. You know, okay, so uh, my mother-in-law is not American and uh, they have a bidet in their home. And my, I asked my wife if she ever used it. And my wife said that growing up, they used it to wash clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's, it's, it's clean water. It's coming right. from, it's, it's not coming it's, from, the, it doesn't come from the tank. It comes in before it gets to the tank. At least our toilet seat does. And my mother-in-law has a separate bidet. So oh, okay. it's like its own whole thing anyway. But that's awesome. I thought that was kind of funny to use it to wash clothes. I just can't imagine that being the most convenient way. Yeah, I was just thinking you take care of business, you get up and you sit on something else. Yep. You take, you take, you, you're yeah. taking care of business and then you uh, then you kind of uh, do the crab walk to the side and then you they're usually away all the right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you use those uh, you use the phaser beam to to clean to wipe out all those Klingons. <laughs> I dig <Hey-oh>. that. <laughs> Chamber pots. I should. Yeah. I should actually. So mine has a dial for like intensity, and I should oh, have yeah. it. I should label them stun and kill. <laughs> I mean, like set phasers to stun. <laughs> I just turn it to eleven, man. Just turn it to eleven. Well, thanks for listening. We have a couple of announcements before we get started today. First off, everyone still listening this far into the story has great taste in podcasts. The second announcement, you can help other people with great taste in podcasts find us by leaving a rating, preferably five star, but whatever, and a review, like uh, typing out a sentence or two. And announcement number three, we still have a Patreon with a wiki, atlas, and bonus episodes at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. That's one, two-sided guys. Anyway, if your favorite Phoebe wasn't on Friends, but instead used a bow and arrows and joined you for a mystic quest, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 23. My dearest Tala, it feels so strange to be back in Arklevi. The city, it hasn't felt like home since you've been gone, but coming back now, I I feel like a complete stranger again. I mean, just look at the docks. Remember how busy they used to be in the mornings? Airships landing, taking off, fishers shouting curses, cute air sailors in their uniforms. Now it's not even possible to find decent trout on the docks. 
Yeah, I know. It was probably a lack of culinary skill that, uh, that ruined that trout, but... I know, I know. We could have stayed anywhere in the city, and I'm a fool for voluntarily staying at Lazy Leg. But you know me. I'm a creature of habit. Plus, I don't know, I thought that maybe if any of the Rose Syndicate were left, they might be able to find me there. But, thankfully, staying there is no longer necessary. Yesterday, Mr. Pine and Ebby actually stumbled upon some familiar literature. It seems like uh, Pine's prose travels faster than our group. Anyway, the gentleman distributing the contraband, he said that there's still a resistance in the city. I wish you were here to help us, and here to meet the Pine and the rest of the boys. Ebby could teach you to speak with crows, and Ru- I mean, Joff. Well, Tala, he's, he's the heir. He's the rightful heir. I mean, technically he's a bastard, but still. I mean, just the idea. It gives me hope that one day we can rally the people. For real. Not just sneaking around in the shadows. But that's a dream for the future, I guess. Right now, it's best that Joff be Joff. Especially after he left Howling Talon. I doubt they're pleased to have someone uh, retire that early. I kind of got the sense that it's a ride-or-die gang. Honestly, the man is too noble. He practically gave a two weeks notice when he went in and turned in all his gear. I think lesser men would have ran. Ah, well, it looks like the sunrise is peeking over the horizon. I better get back to the inn. Thanks for listening to me ramble on, not that you have much of a choice, but... I don't know how long we'll be in the city or when we come back, but I'll I'll think of you always. That was awesome. Love it. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> I got to say though, every time you said since you've been gone, I've been like, I can't breathe for the first time. <laughs> I was too. Oh my gosh! Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The sun shines out over the city of Arkelvy. Uh, shining light on the rooftops of buildings that are stacked right next to each other, one on top of the other. Uh, Mason's Keep on the western wall stands tall, but not quite as tall as the Skyport in the center of the city, with its gleaming towers and airships that are hitched to the piers and the wharfs that are um, hanging off the side of these towers. The sun shines through the dirty, gringy, uh, windows of the Lazy Leg Inn, right into the rooms of our four heroes, Nari and the boys. So you all wake up. It sounds to me like, Nari, you are coming back from the docks. Is that right? Yeah, and I brought some, you know, fresh bread that's not sus. Back okay. as an apology <laughs> for the trout last night. <laughs> Perfect. I like that it was totally Jory's fault and you're taking the blame, but that's okay. Um, all right. So the light shines through and you guys start to wake up. Um, let's see. Roos, or sorry, Joff, um, you have a room by yourself. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Joff, you wake up. Um, and I was looking through your stats and I'm not going to make you roll very many perception checks anymore because your passive perception is like off the charts. Yeah, I, um, for the last level up, I, I chose expertise for perception and so it bumped it up. So my, 
all of my like observing stats are awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Okay, so uh, Joff, you wake up, you start to kind of look around your room, and I'm not going to make you make any check, but you notice that when you when you wake up, you look at the uh, at the bed, and on the foot of the bed, your nice uh, what are they called? Your expensive clothing is all laid out and ready to go in the morning, and you kind of look at that, and you look down on the floor, and you see that your boots are actually polished <laughs> and actually you see Gigi is like sitting on one of your boots and Gigi is kind of like looking down at the boot and up at the clothing and over at you and then down at the boot up at the clothing and over at you <laughs> and you've been around Gigi enough that you know that Gigi looks confused Joff is confused <laughs> that's right Joff just had like a crazy dream last night right yeah yeah so Joff will stand up and warily look around the room is there a mirror in this room? There is a, yeah, the small dirty mirror. Yeah. So I'm gonna, gonna walk up to the mirror and like look into it and try and like observe the room through the mirror. Cause that's where I saw the, the face the night before. Right. And, uh, as you, as you look in the mirror, you catch just for a glimpse, the, uh, how do I, how, what kind of a this description is best for this guy that he's kind of, um, unimpressed you see this page boy haircut a large jaunty kind of uh the only word i can think of is like a, a renaissance beret on his head um kind of puffy sleeves pantaloons and this just just unimpressed look on his face and he makes eye contact with you for just a second bows his head a little bit and then disappears from view it's the same man that you <laughs> met last night in your dream named squire so Joff will turn around to the room more or less where he re recalls seeing the figure and say, this doesn't change how I feel about you, but he'll put on his clothes actually like really happy that they're nicely pressed and <laughs> laid out for him. <laughs> well, and these are like your nice clothes. These are your expensive clothes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, and then uh, Pine and Ebby, you guys are sharing a room, right? Yeah, we are. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Pine, you wake up. Ebby is spooning you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I misread that whole, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to misread that. <laughs> I was about to make a comment about, you know, batons. <laughs> Ebby's like, I just wanted to feel something, anything. Uh, Ebby, you feel <laughs> so tender. <laughs> yeah, so we were sharing a room. So Pine will... Okay. Um, I think Pine would have left out his, well, made arrangements to have his normal clothes cleaned. Okay. So he'll go ahead and get dressed in his, the new fancy clothes that he bought the other day. Um, okay. I didn't describe them last time, but uh, I think that they include a, a hat. And I need your guys' vote on this because I'm torn. Do you see Pine more in a tricorn or in like a pilgrim slash witch hunter hat? What about like an admiral's hat? Tricorn for sure. <laughs> really I was thinking <laughs> tricorn as well. Yeah. Yeah, tricorn. Okay, my vote's tricorn. Tricorn, but you turn it the other way, so the point is going backwards and it's flat across the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question though: Do your ears stick through it? Um, I was actually hoping to kind of disguise. So Pine is hoping to kind of disguise his caracal ears. They're a little bit distinct. So he, that's why the hat was included. Interesting. So they are 
somewhat obscured by the hat. And we'll say, yeah, it's a tricorn. It's a tricorn and it has a like a medium length orange feather in it as well. Awesome. I was going to say real quick, the tricorn, the Lego tricorn, I used to always turn it around on the pirates if they were drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's great. Obvious sign of drunkenness. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so Pine, you wake up. Ebby is, uh, I guess, are you, where are you at, Ebby? Are you still sitting in a chair in the room or are you pacing or what are you up to? Yeah, no. So I think Ebby was kind of sitting in a chair near the small window and just kind of looking out. I imagine that it looked like he had been shut down, like he was kind of not moving, non-responsive. But once Pine starts to stir, Ebby also kind of stirs and, you know, kind of comes out of his trance, if you will, and starts to actually pull out some of the traveler's clothing that he got seeing pine kind of go through his new clothing. Abby's like, Oh yeah, I should probably do the same. So he's going to kind of trade out some of his dirty old wrappings and tra- traveler garb for the newer stuff that he bought. Good morning, Abby. Salutations, friend. Did you rest? Well, um, this, this hotel is a little gringy for my tastes. Sorry, I said gringy because you said gringy in the introduction, Paul. I don't think it's a I word. I did say gringy. What's <laughs> grungy? I guess is what I was yeah. looking for. Okay, grungy. Dingy, grungy. It was a little, a little grungy for my taste, but it was sure nice to sleep in a normal bed. Yeah. Yes, I imagine that must be some relief after the traveling we've been through. Yes. Well, Abby, I, um, I wanted to speak with you a little about, um, about our discoveries yesterday. Of course. How are you holding up, friend? Better after a night of quiet reflection and meditation. Usually it takes an evening for me to kind of calm myself down. It's funny, over the last five years, I've not really had to worry about this much. These feelings of of just anger and frustration at the situation. Abby, I'm here if you ever need to talk, okay? I appreciate that. And and Pine will continue getting dressed and help Ebby with his clothes, because I'm pretty sure Ebby's not used to putting on people clothes. So <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Awesome. You guys are finishing up just as Nari is basically coming in the front door of the Lazy Leg Inn with a fresh loaf of bread under her arm. Uh Nari sees uh, that Jory is already up. His eyes are kind of red from the night before. He's got kind of a dirty, dingy, gringy (laughs) rag as he wipes down the counter. And then he uses the same rag for the counter as he uses on the mugs and on the plates. And he's putting things away. And he blows his nose in it. He blows his (laughs) nose in it. Sure, why not? He sees Nari walk in and he says, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jory. You want a hunk of bread here? And he kind of looks around. He's like, me? Well, sure. Yeah. And then he kind of holds out his hand. Oh, cool. I'll break off a, a loaf of bread and hand it to him. And yeah, fresh baked. Just picked it up this morning. Seems pretty good. It's like, oh, well, well, thank thank you. You can tell that he doesn't get this kind of treatment like ever from anybody. So he's kind of taken aback. Why don't you make a quick perception check, Nari? 15. 
You see a, a little tear in his eye. <laughs> well, Jory, uh, I hate to uh, ruin the moment, but I do think that um, we're only going to stay one night here. I think we're going to be moving on to a little bit of uh, different establishments, but we really appreciate everything you did for us, my man. He kind of nods and then he points to a sign on the front of the bar. He doesn't say anything, but he points to a sign and it says, no refunds. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> three night minimum. <laughs> no, you guys paid for like three or four nights. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, you did. You totally did. No refund. Sorry. He's kind of eats the bread and shrugs. And then he kind of walks into the back room. Man, that tear just sucks right back up into his eye, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he starts. You can you can almost hear the smile as he starts jingling the 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 coin the coin purse in his hand from all the money he got from you guys last night. All right. Um, yeah, everybody's awake. Everybody, I guess, is dressed uh, coming downstairs. Is that kind of the the nature of things at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Joff will walk over to Nari and kind of discreetly ask, trying so that the other um, people in the, the common room don't hear. He'll say, oh, there's, they're just saying there's nobody in the common room right now. It is completely empty except for Nari and then you guys. Okay. So uh, Joff will ask, so Nari, there's no turndown service here, correct? Turndown? Turndown for what? Well, um... (laughs) (laughs) I can unmute myself in time. That was perfect. (laughs) Well, would I... Let me... hmm. My clothes were laid out for me. You don't have a maid that would come in and, and do such things, right? I mean, I can't imagine Jory coming in and, and setting up your clothes. And if he did, I do not think that they would be neatly pressed for you. Oh, okay. Well, I just thank you. I were you expecting that already, Your Highness? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of co- of course not. No, no. I wasn't expecting anything like that. And uh, let's keep the Your Highness stuff down. I am in hiding, by the way. Perhaps it was thieves. <laughs> Very dapper thieves. Dapper thieves that didn't steal anything. They just laid things out for me. The best kind of thieves. They just couldn't abide by the messiness. They have a code. I don't know. Maybe I did it in my sleep. I'm not sure. I, I, I've been having strange dreams, so. A convenient thing to do in your sleep. <laughs> I love how Joff is in hiding and he's wearing the most expensive clothes he has. <laughs> These are not just normal clothes. These are expensive clothes. He's like, what, 15 or 25 gold pieces or something like that worth of clothing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't wear that very often when he was working. These are not his work clothes. Right, right. Are, wait, are these the equivalent of, of like nobles clothes? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, oh. courtier's clothes, no, nobles clothes, something you would wear to a nice event. Mm hmm. So Joff will just kind of pensively sit there kind of thinking. All right. Well, the only breakfast you guys are going to get here at the Lazy Leg is in Nari's hands. I will definitely divide up that bread and then hand it out. Thank you, Nari. It was uh, thoughtful of you. Yes. I guess you probably knew there wasn't going to be any kind of a continental breakfast here. No. <laughs> yeah, I assumed they'd at least give us a muffin. <laughs> no, no, uh, Dory's pretty cheap, but I know I know a woman up here who uh, ha- runs a bakery, and and she, she's been good the last few years. Thankfully, she was still there, so popped by, and yeah, delicious to have first thing in the morning. Is your home here from when you lived here before? Do you have a, another place to stay? No. No, my permanent home was destroyed uh, 
in the bombings, but but I was mostly when I'm working with the the Rose Syndicate, kind of hopping around, staying at different ends wherever they would put me. So uh, haven't had a real home here in a while, but like to think of the whole city as as my own. Well, since you um, have experienced so many of the ends of the city, can you think of one that's a little less gringy? <laughs> I'm just going to say it as many times as I can this episode. <laughs> that's all good, man. I love it. Yes, I, I feel like this gringe is going to, to cling to me. Gringe is pretty gross. Um, yeah, Paul, what's a good inn? Because my... Yeah, there's a lot of inns around the city. Let me see here. So, I mean, the one that um, that Ebby and Pine went to last night, the Imperial Splendor Inn, is a pretty nice one. Um, it's right there by the uh, by the Skyport. Um, so you get a lot of people from all over. You get a lot of rich people. You also get a lot of uh, people from like Almar. The way that the city works, there's a there's a place called Eberly Manor, which is where like the high up imperial uh, visitors and like uh, uh, what's the word for the uh, officials or dignitaries. Perfect. Yeah, I was gonna say officials. The with the imperial officials, they'll stay, and then like some of their like their secretaries or their you know their hangers on will stay at the imperial splendor, and which is still very nice. Um, and that one's right by the skyport. There's another one uh, that's up by the north gate, which is called the mountain gate. And that one's called the Crossed Candles Inn. That one's fine. There's one that's actually right by um, the Grand Market. And that one's called the Imperial Heroes Inn. Um, there is a very nice but very small inn slash restaurant called the High Side. Um, and that one, Nari would know, specifically caters to very wealthy people. Actually, Nari would know that one of the members of the Rose Syndicate used to work there. And then if you want to go the other way and go even worse than Lazy Leg Inn, there is the vault, which is on the bad side of town, which is actually where Ember used to work. Well, out of all those options, I think that the Imperial Splendor might be a good choice. You know, if uh, if the, the clerks and secretaries and things are visiting... Imperial dignitaries stay there. We might be able to pick up some information that we're not meant to have. I like the idea of an actual place to sleep that doesn't quite smell so gringy. I didn't think gringe had a smell, but it, this is definitely <laughs> what gringe smells like. Yes, I, yeah, gringe, I thought a gringe was more of like a look and a feel, but I guess it is a. Uh, I guess it's got a smell too. It's a whole vibe. You can. You can almost taste the gringe. Yeah, yeah. Pine will lick the, <laughs> lick the countertop. Be like, him is gringe. <laughs> That's weeks old gringe there. Yeah, there you go. So you guys are gonna pack up and you're gonna move on. Sounds like. Well, let's before we move on. We so the the things on the menu for today. We want to um, apparently find new lodging, which I'm totally fine with. Um, then there's also we need to visit the library. If we can't research ourselves, we at least need to get a researcher looking into the, um, oh, what was it called? What was it called? The, the language. It was the, the allele language. So we wanted, we wanted, um, research that, find some way so we can begin translating. I don't know if we'd want to hire a translator from the library. That seems dangerous to put this book in their hands. But, um, and then any, was there any other shopping we needed to do? I know we needed to go to the botanical gardens. Was that, they were, was that what they were called, the botanical gardens? You, you pull out your note, you start looking through it again. It talks about, um, I have to pull it back up. Uh, it talks about the, the, uh, like the Royal Gardeners Guild. Um, 
and and they are there they, they tell you to go to Eberly Park and to go check out the, the gardens around Eberly Park. So we do need to see the gardens at Eberly Park. Um, anything else we want to do today? I think that lines up our day pretty thoroughly. After that, I, I it'll probably be time to to come back to the inn and, and go back to sleep. Hmm. Maybe Ted would be playing again. <laughs> you missed out. That man, what a cad. Huh. Well, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know well, if I'd say he's missing it, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did need a good night's rest, and it did feel a bit nice to sleep. Well, I, I don't know if we can call those beds, but sleep on something that wasn't the ground. I'm pretty sure was my, mine was just the ground with a blanket over it, but yes. <laughs> just a big pile of dirt in the corner of my room. A big pile of Gringe. Is Jory just standing, like, right at the bar counter while y'all are just talking mad, mad shit? Like, at the, like. Oh, he knows. He knows. No, Jory went to the back. Just openly crying over there. Just <laughs> tears rolling down his face. Jory is currently comforting himself with the sack full of money that he got from you guys. He's fine. Oh, point of order. We never looked in a couple of satchels. You did. I, we just never actually talked about it. Yes. <laughs> so you uh, remind me of the satchels that you're look, uh, talking about. There was one that Kira gave us, and there was also one that we took from the priestess of, of Iramil. So the one that Kira gave you, you guys already opened, and it had 90 platinum in it. So I think you guys already split that up. So that money is already out and about. Correct. Um, the satchel that the priest of Aramiel had, um, in the priest's bag, what you did find, you found a bunch of papers and they were like, uh, descriptions of each of you. Um, we talked about that earlier, but also, um, in the bag, you found, um, a necklace and, um, it just had different, like different colored and different types of stones that it made up. It was, looks like a, some kind of a, like a, a rosary or some kind of a, a religious necklace. It even has a little symbol of, um, of the, uh, Aramiel, the angel of unity. It has that, uh, the hand with the wings on either side, but it's very small. Um, and it's a necklace. Um, but you guys have not taken the time to figure out what it is or have anybody check it out for you yet. In our 12 days on our way to Arkelvy, would we have had time to look at that? You can look at it, but I mean, figuring out what it is, I mean, okay. is somebody going to put it on and try to attune to it? Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming Joff would have tried to on the on the way over. OK, well, then here is what you now know. Um, you are cursed. Oh, no. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a necklace of uh, with of prayer beads. Um, and okay. so what you have actually never mind. No, you don't know that because you try to put it on. It doesn't work for you. OK. So scratch that. You don't know what it means. Okay. What it is. For you, it just seems like um, a necklace that has some expensive stones in it. Okay. If anyone else wants it or wants to try to attune to it, you can have it. If not, Joff will try to sell it. Nah, I'm good. I mean, it might be wise to try to uh, split the stones up before we sell them. Sell them as individual pieces. Mm -hmm. Also, the, um, the, the stone of nourishment... Um, do we want to keep that or do we want to see if we can find a, a buyer for that as well? We, we should probably sell that too. I, I, I like food a little too much. Right. It, I mean, it came in handy, but how often are we going to be in that exact situation where we're going to need to keep somebody fed and, you know, 
they can't feed themselves. <laughs> Probably not very often anymore. Everybody remember this point in the podcast, three episodes down the road, this is going to come back to bite you. I was literally just going to say, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> Actually, considering it, like that that item has been far more, we've gotten far more use out of that than any of the other like special items that I own. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Paul, you need That's to try true. attacking me with magic missile, please. <laughs> well, okay, so is anybody else going to try out that necklace or no? You know, Ebby, Ebby will reach out and, and hold on to it. He might try to see if he can't discern a little bit more, both understanding the arcane and kind of how it functions with the necklace, but then also seeing if there's going to be any use for it. Yeah. Well, okay. So, Ebby, we'll say that you had it on last night. You just kind of were wearing it as you were doing your, your cool down and your, your boot back up. Um, and you notice that what you have is a, it's a necklace of prayer beads and um, it has, it has some expensive stones. They're not really, they're not big enough to be worth a ton of money, but there are two stones on this necklace that are magical. Um, and one of them gives you the ability to cast bless one time per day. And the other stone, um, is, so one of them is like a topaz. The other one's like a, I think, a, an onyx. Um, it allows you to cast cure wounds at second level one time per day or lesser, lesser restoration one time per day. Oh, great. Yes, that is very cool. But you have to be attuned to it. So if there is something that you are already, if you have three attunements, you have to get rid of one of them. Got it. I think I have two attunements right now. Let me check. I think I've only got one thing attuned because my goggles of night apparently don't require attunement. No, they do not. Um, and then I just have a ring of protection on. Okay. And that's it. Well, there you go. All right. You got some prayer beads with a little symbol of Irimiel on them. Now, also, you would know that um, taking this uh, necklace apart to try to get the beads uh, apart uh, and separating the symbol out. Um, there's a good chance you might actually like um, kind of nullify all the magic that's in that necklace. Got it. Okay. So it's not something you necessarily want to do to try to sell in pieces. Okay. That sounds, that makes sense. Good, because I don't think it's how the actual item works, but I'm going to make it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so Ebby's rocking a new necklace. That looks chill as hell. <laughs> You know, I do feel like I am on fleek right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> My words exactly. <laughs> All right. So what's the first order of the day then for you guys? Maybe we should head back to the market first, see if we can um, beat some of the rush and then from the market head to the library. I feel like that's the most pressing thing here. Um it feels like heading to the library would and getting um, somebody to help us with the research um, as soon as possible might help us find something more quickly. And then we could, you know, maybe head further up into the mountains if that's what we wanted to do. I agree. Getting that taken care of is, is probably the most important thing. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it seem like, you know, reconnecting with the roses would be um, any less important. It would be a nice perk, but I think that definitely getting this figured out is is kind of our responsibility here. So are we are we going to not look for the roses? Oh, I would love to. I just don't want to library first, I would I would say. I agree. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's let's see if we have time and, and maybe we can do both today, but let's let's do the the most important one first. And and, and just let's let's keep in mind as well with the with the roses, um it could very well be an imperial trap looking for uh, sympathizers who escaped their first their first purge. So we would want to go in with our heads on a swivel and our eyes wide open. Yeah, that uh, that trail of clues, if you will, was not very well hidden. Hey, come on now. Hey, I, had, <laughs> I had no idea until I started talking with the uh, chamber pot guy. <laughs> it's okay. You guys can razz on my on my <laughs> little hints and tricks and stuff. That's all well, good. We just you just kept going like it's like notice and notice and notice. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay, oh, cool, flowers now. When Evie grabbed that, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm going cha ching cha ching, and then I don't think he took it. I think he took it because of the flowers, not because of any kind of secret hints in there or anything. That's actually true. It was because of the, the flowers. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. No, it was yes. totally because it was a garden. That is so funny. As, as I was listening, like muted, I'm just like, oh, that's the Rose Syndicate. Cool. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. Okay. Well, very good. Okay. You guys head out of the inn. So you guys are going to try to go like back to the grand market to uh, to try to sell some stuff, buy some stuff. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Looking to do a little bit more shopping? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick question. What did Pine do with his beat up uh, cane that he got as his parting gift from the Menarest military? Oh, it's it's in his bag. It's still with all of his his stuff. It has some sentimental value, but I mean, he doesn't want to use it until it breaks either. So, yeah. Well, is is, is he still attuned to it? No, I'm just kidding. It's not magical at all. It was a cane. <laughs> it, was it was just a it cane. Was wood. It oh, was, also, did, I did a little bit of research. You were right, Paul. Hickory is an extremely hard and durable wood. Yes! I think I so, said mahogany first, though. Yeah, but hickory, <laughs> hickory was a good, a good choice. Okay. okay, we'll stick with the nice hickory cane. Awesome. Okay, you guys uh, head back up to the Grand Market. If you guys are looking at a world map, if you are a patron, you can see these on our wiki uh, or on the Atlas. Um, the Grand Market is kind of just, uh, it's northwest of where you guys are. Um, it's right outside of Mason's Keep. And um, it's pretty quick to get there just following the main road. So it takes you about 20 minutes of walking through the um, kind of the chill morning air, but uh, something that's happening now, um, yesterday it was kind of overcast. Today, the sun is actually shining. It's one of those kind of uh, middle fall um, bright days where it's still chilly, uh, but the sun is shining and it's almost, um, you're almost like, I don't need to wear a jacket today type of weather, but you probably still do. Um, and you guys are heading up towards the uh, market and uh, looking at everyone's stats again. Uh, why doesn't everyone make a perception check except for Joff, just because you are uh, amazing? Well, Pine is not amazing. Pine rolled a seven. Ebby got a 21. So I'm just curious then, what is Joff's passive perception at now? <laughs> that is a secret only for patrons. Mm -hmm. oh, fair enough. So subscribe to 12 Sided Guys <laughs> on Patreon.com. <laughs> well, Nari rolled a nat one. Dude, Nari rolled a nat one and still beat me by two. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, Ebby and um, uh, Wait, Nari's, you... Nari's passive perception has got to be better than mine. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. Mine's pretty good. 
All right. Well, anyway, regardless, uh, we'll say Nari, Ebby, and Joff, as you guys are all walking towards the Grand Market, people are starting to set up their stalls. They're starting to kind of, you know, um, kind of uh, the the tarps that hang down uh, or like the, the canopies that they have on their little booths. They're starting to raise those up and put those out on stilts so that it's open. So um, you have people who've been out here for hours crying their wares, you know, their, their fresh bread or their, um, their freshly caught fish from early in the morning, that kind of thing. There are people there shopping. It's a lot fewer than there were when you guys were there later in the day yesterday. But um, Joff and Ebby and Nari, as you guys are kind of starting to wind your way through this grand market, you hear this snort. And it sounds so familiar. And as you glance over to the side, uh, kind of uh, around the corner, you see a very familiar giant woolly ox. Porthos! Hey, old friend. My dear friend, how are you? Since Pine didn't see him, uh, Pine just continues wandering off somewhere else in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pine must have had some pressing business. <laughs> um, this is the first time you've actually seen Porthos, though, without his pack on his back. And you realize the pack is pretty big, but but Porthos is a very large ox. Um, he's just kind of curled up. Um, and then you see, um, uh, like, uh, behind the booth that Porthos is next to, you see um, uh, that Gerard comes out as he's getting things set up for the morning. And he sees you guys. He's like, oh, my friends, I did not expect to see you again so soon. What's it been, two weeks? Um, yeah, about that, two weeks, yes. Yeah, I, I saw you over at um, uh, Mayor Joyce's mansion. Yeah, um, things got a little bit uncomfortable there after you left and so i <laughs> i made my exit uh rather quickly um after that well our flight from her estate was <laughs> very eventful oh you you don't say you guys were didn't you take her boat <laughs> you might say that we were unable to return it hmm that's a that's a story that sounds like something to be shared over a couple of pints but what what brings you what brings you back to my uh to my presence? Are you in the market for anything new? Anything exciting? I have some new wares. Yeah, of course. Let's see what you have. At this point, Pine will come wandering back up. He's like, "Oh, Gerard Porthos, so good to see you. Why didn't you tell me you knew that they were here in the market?" I assumed everyone else saw that he was here. He's a giant giant ox. We kind of thought you saw him. Yeah. How did you? How did you miss that? Well, he, he, he blends in. <laughs> All right. Well, Gerard is like pulling stuff out of his out of the back of his booth. This is the first time you've seen him like actually with his booth set up. And uh, I mean, with your guys' uh, knowledge of, you know, markets and things like that, you see that his booth is um, a little bit on the uh, gringy side. <laughs> it's a We're little bit shoddy hard <laughs> it's a little bit shoddy it's a little bit um uh ramshackle um you can tell that i mean this his like his uh pack and everything where he keeps all of his stuff on on porthos's back uh he travels a lot and so it gets a lot of uh, wear and tear in the in the elements but even then like his booth is pretty sorry looking compared to the other ones around um, but you know that he's got some pretty good stuff. So he, uh, he starts pulling out different bottles and different, uh, things. So, um, he pulls out everything he had before, 
um, which includes a restocking of some of the things that he had um, previously that you guys had had bought. And there's a couple of extra things. He said, I was walking through the market uh, early this morning and I I found some people who were getting rid of some of these amazing things. And let me tell you, I got a great deal. So I'll pass some of those savings on to you if you're interested. So he's got uh, four potions of healing. He's got that love potion number nine. <laughs> he has um now he's got uh three of the greater potion potions of greater healing the bright red ones um and then he's got um another potion of heroism uh and he's got this new one and it's in a clear bottle and it's got clear fluid in it and there's like this red like drop that it kind of expands and fills the bottle and then it shrinks back down um and then you see on this little napkin on his little table you see this tiny black marble um, and then he also has that, um, the bottle with the cork in it, the, the ever smoking bottle. And you see, he's got that, uh, the, the, the big like hiking backpack that he showed you before the Heward's handy haversack that has like little pocket dimensions in it. Um, and then there's also now a new sword as well as a necklace. What kind of sword is it? And what kind of necklace? Okay. So it's a scimitar. Um, and, uh, as, uh, as you are looking at it. Gerard kind of picks it up and he shows it to me. He says, oh, this, this, I just got this just the other day. It is, uh, if you, and he pulls it out and he kind of shows you the blade and he, uh, it's got this little, a little bit of, it looks just like steel, but it's got this like a little bit darker color to the blade than like your steel does. Um, and he says, this sword, if you hit someone just right, it will actually make you stronger as you, as you make them weaker. And so for, in game terms, it's a scimitar of life stealing. Uh, I think in game terms, what that means is if you hit, if you crit with somebody on it, you deal an extra 10 um, necrotic damage. And then you also get 10 uh, temporary hit points or you get 10 or you get healed for 10 hit points. One of the two. I can't remember. Very cool. That's sick. That's way cool. Uh, and then um, and there's a necklace there as well. And the necklace? The necklace. Okay. So this necklace is quite handy. Um, if you're wearing it and um, you've you've gotten used to it, it makes it so that you don't have to worry about, you know, stenches or um, smoke or even gas and even water. It makes it so you can breathe anywhere. And so in game terms, that's a necklace of adaptation. Very cool. So, so my friends, what, 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 what are you interested in? I've, as you can see, I've expanded my wares. Or if you have something you'd like to sell me, I mean, I, I'm always in the market for some of the, uh, um, the new and exciting relics. Um, I have a quick question. What is this black little sphere here? That, my friend, is a very powerful... Very powerful. Uh, don't let its size fool you. It's very powerful. This is a bead of force. And so in game terms, what that does is it, you throw it at somebody and then they have to make like, I think it's a deck save. Anyway, it, they deal, it deals a ton of damage and then they get stuck in a ball for like a minute. And then you can go pick up the ball and it only weighs one pound when they're stuck in it. Then you can do whatever you want with that ball. Like not, not like, so the ball is still big, you know, it's like a normal, it's like a, like a hamster wheel type, a hamster ball type thing. Um, but they're stuck in it and then you can pick it up and it only weighs one pound and you can do with it whatever you want for that next minute. So you could trap somebody in it and then throw them over a cliff or whatever if you wanted to really easily. That is the best thing I've ever heard. 
one time use. Ooh. Okay, then. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever heard. It just went down three rungs. It's now the third best thing. He's like, I understand. That's why it's only 960 gold pieces. Ooh. Well, tell me about the, how much, how much for the necklace? The necklace, the necklace where you don't have to worry about breathing. It's a, uh, that's 1500 gold pieces. 1500. Ebby, you already don't have to, never mind. He's like, wait, what? Hmm? Ebby, that would be very useful to a normal person like you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, our friend is very normal. Yes, it would. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> speaking speaking slightly louder so everybody around can hear. It certainly would be useful for a normal person like me. And, and you're definitely nodding, you're not a like leper it. in all of those rags. Bruno, he, he's actually dressed very nice now. <laughs> oh, that's true. But still with the veil on and everything, right? Covering your face. Yeah, but still fully wrapped up. Very Bedouin nomadic kind of wrappings. But they're nice, you know. <laughs> He's wrapped, so, in, he's wrapped in silk and satin now. There's a nice fringe on it, I think. <laughs> tasteful. It's very tasteful. <laughs> tasteful fringe. <laughs> Remind me how, how much you wanted for that, uh, that backpack. The backpack was 2,000 gold pieces. Okay. Well, I can't afford that, so. I still don't, I don't, I still don't think we're anywhere near that. But if you have something to sell, maybe I maybe you have something that I'd be interested in. Your wares are far more expensive than I can afford. Well, we we do have this stone that we we came across that uh, it makes it so you don't have to eat. But we all we've all decided that we love the Porthos omelets so much. Oh yes, do you have any Porthos eggs for sale? <laughs> Sadly, I don't. Not not currently. It's a uh, it's strange how the light how the light makes him want to lay eggs or not. And it's like as the daylight fades, then then he's laying fewer and fewer eggs. I'm actually more heartbroken about that than anything else. <laughs> well, he takes a look at your at your Aeon Stone of Sustenance, and he says, "I I would I would part with five hundred gold pieces for this." Well then. Huzzah! 500 gold pieces. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay. He will give you 500 gold pieces for the Aeon Stone of Sustenance. All right. So that'd be um, 125 apiece. Okay. And he cool. takes this stone and he takes it right over to Porthos and he lets it circle around Porthos. He's like, oh, that's going to save me so much money. He's clever. That is actually so brilliant. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> like, I'll um, make all my money back for buying that in like, I don't know, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, good friend, how long do you plan to be here in the city? Oh, as long as you guys are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess we should ask you where you're headed next, because that might dictate where we're going. <laughs> I, I haven't decided. I still I still meant to get back to Valkenar, and it just seems like the roads are just too... Everything is just so up in the air of late. So, I mean, I, I came to Arkovi because I, I have a... A pack full of things to sell and, and in all honesty, nobody to sell them to. So I decided I might winter here in Arkovi. But then again, I thought I might winter uh, down in Almar too. So I'd say it's all up in the air. I'll be here for a few weeks at least. Very well. Well, I imagine our paths will likely cross again. What you're saying is it's Schrodinger's merchant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please tell me that Gerard's last name is Schrodinger. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Um, sure. It is. Actually, you know, it, it always was Gerard Schrodinger. That's amazing that you picked up on that, man. 
<laughs> great minds. Great minds. He's both not where we're going to be and where we're going to be at the exact same time. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, what do you say? Is anybody interested in the scimitar or the... Um... The necklace or the, the backpack, or do we want to just replenish our stock of, of potions? I certainly wouldn't mind getting some healing potions. I think that would be great. The scimitar is a little too clumsy for my hands. As you guys are talking, um, uh, Gerard kind of starts looking over at Ebby, and he kind of starts eyeballing that necklace. And he, he walks over to Ebby, and he's like, do you, do you mind, good friend? If, um, I, if I just... You could just touch it for a second. Maybe a minute. Well, I suppose if you want to look at it. He rummages <laughs> around he rummages around in a little in a little pouch and he pulls out this pearl and he starts holding on to the necklace and he starts kind of um kind of uh moving the necklace around your neck, feeling each bead, each stone in turn. And after about a minute, he uh he lets it go and he says, I'll buy that necklace for you for three thousand gold pieces. Whoa. My goodness. Oh. Um well. Y- yes, I suppose so. Uh, here you go. Okay, he hands over 3,000 gold pieces. <laughs> so just so you know, to buy that necklace would have cost you 6,000 gold pieces. Just for those two stones. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, I'm yeah. not that attached to them. Adios. <laughs> you just got it. It's like, no, this is my favorite <laughs> necklace that I got like five minutes ago. Well, now we're rolling in dough. Should we clean them out? Well, what are you guys interested in? That's seven fifty a piece. Thank you. Uh, I'm with Nari. We uh, wasn't there. Was there an additional potion that we had not seen before? Yes, there was the one that has the red dot in it that kind of grows and then shrinks. Yeah. What was this potion here with the with the um, the pulsing dot thing? He says, "Well, this one this one is called uh, the Wonderland potion. When you drink it, you get really big." Ooh. Is there a another Wonderland potion that makes you small too? Is there an eat me? No. Yes, that one's an edible. <laughs> how much for the uh, how much for the Wonderland potion? Two hundred and seventy gold pieces. Hmm. I think it lasts for an hour. Nari, you're already so big. I I can only imagine how massive you would be with this. It does kind of sound really fun. <laughs> It makes you stronger and it makes you hit harder, but it also makes you easier to be hit, I do believe. Doesn't it? So it like doubles your height and then quadruples your weight. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It basically it casts enlarge, enlarge think, on you. I think your AC only drops by two. I could be mistaken on that. All I remember is playing Pathfinder and somebody cast enlarge on my character who was a fighter. And all of a sudden I was getting hit all the time because my AC <laughs> dropped by two. <laughs> Oh, all man. I remember yeah, I is hitting you all the time because your AC <laughs> dropped by two. All I remember was some jerk of a DM kept hitting me with his bad guys. <laughs> all right. So, yes. Yeah, so what do you guys want to buy then? I think we should. Well, um, I think it'd be awesome if we got the uh, the Hayward's Handy Haversack. Okay. That's 2,000 gold pieces. If you guys want to each pitch in, that'd be 500 gold pieces a piece. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can do that. I think that's I think that's a valuable purchase now who's gonna wear it then ebby we can keep the special things in there oh brilliant idea wait since ebby doesn't need to breathe can we put him in there if we need to hide him i'd be willing to give it a shot 
I don't think he'll fit. I think he would fit in a bag of holding, but the Heward's Handy Haversack has very specific, it's very specifically smaller in dimension. Gotcha. So I okay. don't know that he'd be able to fit in there. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> you can put your head in there, though. I Joff would like to look for um, a merchant selling short swords. Not a problem. You can find another merchant selling short swords. Let's finish up here with Gerard, though. So you guys are getting the handy haversack. That's 500 gold pieces apiece. Did anybody want any of these potions or that bead of force? I want some healing potions. Okay, there are three greater. He's got three greater or four regular. The four regular, if you want all four regular, it's going to be 200 gold pieces. They're 50 bucks a piece. The greater healings are 150 a piece. I will take... Um, I will take a, one of the regular and one of the greater. Okay. That's 200. I'll do yep. the same. And then, and how much was the, uh, how much was the uh, beat of force? Beat of force was 960 gold pieces. Oh yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Um, it is like, a, oh no, it's, it sounds awesome, but I mean, I've, I went from woohoo! I have a bunch of money, and then we got the the, the haversack, and now I'm like, ah, I still have a lot, but not nearly enough for the other stuff. Can you imagine doing that to like the big bad and just tossing him off a cliff? Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's trapped in a hamster ball. <laughs> All right, but you guys don't even know who the big bad is yet. <laughs> don't worry, Nari. I won't tell them that it's you. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's Porthos. <laughs> All right. Well, then, are you guys done shopping here with Gerard? Um, one quick question for you, Gerard. Uh, do you still carry any armors of different sorts? Oh yeah, I do. I carry I carry armors of all kinds of sorts. Basically, anything not um, heavy. Uh, perfect. Um, I'm looking for some half plate. Half plate. Um, let me see what I've got. And then he starts digging through. He pulls out this chain mail, and he's like, "Are you sure you don't want this uh, chain mail?" Which was a. Uh, Nari's. Yeah, I was um, gonna say. Oh. <laughs> it serves some other adventurers very well. <laughs> he pulls out some half plate. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I have some half plate right here. How much? How much would it cost? Seven hundred and fifty. That's a little rich for my for my blood. Well, I'll go in on it with you. Hey, Abby, I'll help you out. I'll go in on it with you. Well, I'll I'll do seven hundred because you guys have been such good customers. Uh, that works. Would you do 700? Um, would you be willing to do maybe 650 as well as a chain shirt? Because I won't need this anymore if I take the half plate. Uh, why don't you make a uh, persuasion check? Mm, I'm really good at these rolls, so this should be super fun. Uh, Abby rolled a five. He's like, ha, ha, wink, wink. Eh? <laughs> this chain shirt looks familiar. <laughs> he's, but he's kind of holding it's like but it looks more beat up than when i had it last time he's like i mean i'll buy this chain shirt back from you but i mean i think the chain shirt was what 35 uh, i show that it's normal price is 50 oh he says i'll buy this from you for 25 so tell you what you give me the chain shirt and i'll give you the half plate for 675 deal i think we have a deal okay perfect so 675 gold to Gerard, and now you have half plate armor, my friend. Half plate consists of shaped metal plates that cover most of the wearer's body. It doesn't include leg protection beyond some simple greaves that are attached with leather straps. Well, I'm broke again, everybody. <laughs> but luckily I don't have to eat, so I think that's a win. Oh, go! 
no, we all have to eat. We want that stone back. <laughs> I mean, I definitely need to eat, everyone. <laughs> Super important to eat food. I imagine that uh, Ebby is just nodding his head vigorously. I do need to eat. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's all still right. holding the bread that Nari gave him, and he just, like, pushes it into his face. <laughs> <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Super delicious. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, Gerard wishes you guys a fond farewell. And then you were looking for somebody selling short swords? Simple weapons, you know, stuff that I would be proficient with. Oh, yeah, yeah. You find, you find a, a guy selling, uh, selling uh, blades of all kinds, daggers, kitchen knives, short swords, a couple long swords even. Um, yeah. Just perusing. Is there, will there be anything that's ma- magical or that jumps out to me as I'm walking around? Why don't you make a luck check real quick? I'm just, you're going to need to do like a 18 to 20. So roll a d20 and 18, 19, or 20. I rolled a four. It all looks pretty mundane. Um, yeah, nothing better than what you've already okay. got. Yeah, then I'll, I'll just kind of browse around. All right. The, uh, the market starts to fill up with more and more people. Does anybody else want to buy anything while you guys are here? We did get two tents. We said that, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that was already okay. on, the, on the trip. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. Perfect. All right. So next stop, we're we going to go try to get a room at the um, Imperial Splendor. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We can put some of our stuff down. Mm-hmm. Lead the way, Nari. That's nearby, right? That That's pretty close by. You actually already walked by it um, on your way up to the market. Um, you just kind of go back down around the other side of the uh, Skyport, which is really easy to find because the Skyport, I mean, you can see the Skyport from anywhere in the city. Um, and then before you know it, you are standing in front of this large, um, almost formidable fortress-like building um, that you guys that uh, Ebby and Pine were at last night to watch the very famous and very good bard, Tedward. So talented. Sang such a great song. A virtuoso. (laughs) Didn't you use the word spoony when you described him? Well, yes, but that's a compliment here. Ah, okay. (laughs) Truly the spooniest. I guess I've never heard that colloquialism. That was that was how he was introduced as the spooniest bard of all, I, I do believe. And something I forgot to describe last time, when he came out on stage, he had like a half cape on and it was clasped with two crossed spoons. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. Spoony is an adjective that uh, that we use to describe the feeling of elation you get on hearing a performance. It makes you want to grab two spoons and join in. Oh, I was thinking something related to breakfast cereal with that first bite. I I... No, I'm pretty sure it's playing the spoons and the ham bone and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. You guys are there. And as you guys go into this building, it is it is quite a bit nicer. I mean, this is not the nicest inn in town, but compared to the Lazy Leg, it is it is head and shoulders above. Um, you walk into a very large common room. There's actually like a balcony around the, the kind of one side of it where you can watch the stage. There's a large bar, a staircase going off behind the bar that takes you up into some rooms up, up above. Um, a very, very uh, different feel than at the, uh, at the previous bar. 
at the uh, Lazy Leg, there was Jory who kind of did everything. Um, here at um, the uh, Imperial Splendor uh, Inn, there is the bartender who is like getting things ready for the day. There's actually people sitting at tables eating some breakfast. Um, and then there's like a, a desk by the entrance. And that is like the actual clerk who uh, sets up like rooms and things. So it's it's definitely more of a, of a, of a business and less of a one-man show. And as you walk in, he says, oh, Good morning. How may I help you here at the Imperial Splendor Inn? Well, we'd like rooms for an undisclosed number of nights. We haven't quite decided how long we're going to stay, but we'd definitely like rooms for tonight and probably tomorrow night. Two nights, and uh, each of you having your own room? Well, I think um, three rooms, I believe, right? Ebby, you want to still um, bunk with me? Yes. What's the rate per night? Uh, the rate per night, this is a little bit nicer. Um, so I think the rate per night is some, somewhere like one gold a night, actually. Okay. That'll include your food. That seems fair. Yeah. I'll cover the price, Ebby. Oh, very kind of you. So he takes your money and he says, and just, just be warned, we do oftentimes get, uh, performers here. They go late into the night and I mean, although the, the, there's a lot of, floor and, and insulation and things you will hear some noise if you try to go to bed too early here this is a it's a pretty happening place at night so just beware is tedwood performing again or was it a one night only engagement oh that was a one night only if you missed it you missed the performance of the century oh i was here i was here but i think he'll be back next week <laughs> <laughs> oh because the next century starts this weekend right <laughs> he anytime tedward comes and performs it's the it's the performance of the century it's kind of a shtick that he has he also prefers <laughs> that we call him the spooniest bard i don't know what that means wait <laughs> these two were telling me that it had meaning this whole time no oh, well that's it's lost on me oh it, it has to do with hambone oh oh gotcha yes <laughs> Uh, Pine starts. Pine starts demonstrating his hambone technique. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> you're over there doing hambone as he's calling over a servant to help you guys get up to your rooms, and then you guys start going up the stairs, but you're still standing there doing your hambone. <laughs> Before we step away, uh, Joff will will lean over to the clerk and say, "I've seen I've seen a bit of these metal men about town being hired to do um, labor for." for individuals is what's the rate on that do you know oh it's it's far too rich for my blood they they're still too new too fresh so no locals here own them it's all people from almar who have been down there and visited oh. and they come back with them right it's a it's these travelers who come uh you see some of the rich folk further north in town uh, they have them at their mansions but of course i mean they come and go all the time they have a home here. They have a home down in uh, Almar. They have a home over in um, Enter or Insert Other City. You know, Lirin. You know, they have they have homes all over. Um, so, as far as being for sale here in town, not yet. But fingers crossed, by the new year, we might start to see a market for them. Well, I, I'd be interested to know where they're procuring them and and where they're selling them. I've got a friend that that might be interested in in having that information. Well, from what I've been able to hear, people are, they travel to Almar province and when they come back, they have them. And you, you know what they say? I mean, everything starts in Almar. <laughs> All roads lead to Almar. Yeah, that, that is what they say. 
They also say it wasn't built in a day. Oh, do they say that? Yes, Almar wasn't built in a day. Oh, I've never heard that one. They also say friends, Almerians, countrymen. <laughs> oh, that's... Look, it's all Almerian to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of expressions <laughs> yeah, that I know. replacing I know Rome. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Uh, he, he leans over and he's like, uh, your friend, is he, is he all right in the head? <laughs> <laughs> A servant comes over and he leads you up the stairs to your room. You guys actually have rooms on the third floor um, and they are all three right next to each other. In fact, two of the rooms have an adjoining door. I'll, I'll take one of the adjoining rooms. Okay. So is Abby going to stay with Pine again? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Abby goes in with Pine as well. Joff will take the other adjoined okay. door room. And Nari gets to be all by her lonesome? I guess so. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't mean to leave you out. I- Feel free to knock on the door in the middle of the night. We'll have a pajama party. We'll cuddle puddle just like we I'm do on sure the road. I'm sure these walls aren't thick <laughs> enough for us to actually be apart, even in a place as nice as this. So, <laughs> Yeah. And in the future, if you want to bunk with me, we can. Nice. Nari, make a, a history check real quick. I rolled a six. I'm not doing great tonight. It, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, you um, you remember something about the Imperial Splendor Inn back with your time in the Rose Syndicate, but you can't quite remember what it was. It, was. it wasn't something that you were ever a part of, just something that you gleaned, and it's tickling the back of your brain, but you can't quite put your finger on it. All right. You now have uh, your stuff in the rooms. Where are you guys going next? I remembered that there was something else that um, Pine said he wanted to do today as well, and that was something about a bath. Oh, you didn't get a bath last night, Mr. Pine. Well, I, you know, I, I, I cleaned up a little, but I didn't get to sit and soak. But there's more pressing things right now. Okay. Maybe once we've, we've, maybe once we've done our other chores, maybe I could, we could spend the evening having a nice soak. Yeah, yeah, I soaked last night. It was quite nice, but the water was so gringy. I, I might soak again tonight. <laughs> Then we're going to be getting the Gringe off of ourselves for the next week. Oh, gosh. Gringe is becoming the new O-Bear. Oh, man. The O-Bear of Chapter 3. Now, um, Nari, you would know uh, that there is actually bathhouses here in the city, like big bathhouses, you know, like basically like spas type of thing. Um, So it wouldn't necessarily have to be at the inn. You guys could maybe go do like an actual bathhouse day if you wanted to or whatever. You guys want to do a spa day? That sounds awesome. Hell yeah. We we can reward ourselves after we... um... Just envisioning like a montage of us, like, you know, splashing water, spa day stuff. <laughs> you know, I was reading a forum one time and uh, it was somebody who was, they, they were talking about what they do in their sessions when they're, when they're running a session and they have no idea what's going to happen. They just do a beach day and the, the PCs all go to the beach for the day. And he says that it's been some of the <laughs> most fun they've ever had in their D&D game, which is hilarious to me. But, all right. You guys are going to head over to the library. Is that where you guys are going first? Yeah. So the Library of Cadriel. So where you guys are at in the Imperial Splendor Inn, if you want to just kind of um, walk uh, basically straight east of where you are, just through some of these little back alleys and roads to get back to the main road, um, you can actually, from, from outside of the Imperial Splendor Inn, you can see the four tall towers of this red brick building that, um, that you've been told is the Library of Cadriel. 
So it's not that far from where you are. Well, I guess we make our way there. Yeah, let's head on over there. Through the dark and scary alleys. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, you guys start heading over to the Library of Cadriel. It's the sun is starting to come up. It's starting to become more of a of a bright day. It's you know around ten or so in the morning at this point. People are out and about. Um, you see people getting out, kind of enjoying the sunshine that it hasn't had for a while. Um, you know, neighbors are talking to each other um, outside of windows. You know, people are throwing their chamber pots out into the street. You have to watch out so you don't get um, a double deuce dropped on you. Um, but you approach. The library of <laughs> lots of double deuce chamber pots. <laughs> you know what? That guy makes a killing. It's a very fibrous town here, Arkleby. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you come to the front door of this giant library. It's a large, imposing red brick building full of information, mysteries, intrigue, and uh, I don't know, romance, possibly. I'm only interested in erotica. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be an erotica section in there. I was going to say there's a very big hentai section. Oh, geez. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but that'll have to wait till next time. Uh, furry for tonight. at the least. Oh, gosh. Well, this is where we're going to stop for tonight. Anyway, thanks for playing, guys. Hopefully, you guys had a great time. I know I did. It's always great to see Gerard and Porthos again. If you like what we're doing, go leave us a review. Uh, give us a five-star rating on whatever app you're using. You can tweet about us, all that fun stuff. But until next time, uh, I hope you guys have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) But it has to be a five-star rating. I mean, no matter how much you like us, it has to be five stars. Yes, five stars, preferably. Minimum. Minimum. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) 